Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Bob, we've got a job. Good. KZ Excellent. Catchphrase. And Mr. Feel. The word screen is derived from scry. Here on Gigaboots. You know, we got a lot of talk about on this week, a big thing to mention, but at the opening, I have to do a shout out to Ian from the CU podcast for his role in the new The Batman. (laughs) (laughs) As who? Uh, The Riddler, obviously. (laughs) That This is fucked up. I don't endorse Stan's violence right now. I think his performance was spectacular. (laughs) Do they they listen to our podcast? I hope not. (laughs) It's okay. We're buds on Twitter. I'm sure if Ian saw, he would understand. Ian, I don't don't endorse what Dan is saying. He doesn't speak for me. This is not how it's supposed to go. Ian just goes, you gigaboots fucks. (laughs) Just like Pat. The other Pat, not Pat the NES Buck. Yeah, very confusing situation I have slipped this sentence into. Yes, the the internet of Pats. (laughs) Yes, it's all Pats all the way down. (laughs) Anyway, uh, with that out of the way, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? Uh, You play video game? Yeah. Oh. Like what? Well, we've we've played Bland Wonderworld. (laughs) Is that what you want to talk about? Is uh, that what this is? Uh, Bob, I'm going to thank you for reminding me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit the I'm going to hit the notes real fast. This is a Spark Notes for Bland Wonderworld and everything that's wrong with it. This isn't a game Polish could have fixed. This is a game with 400 intentionally engineered wrong decisions. Every decision in this game, I just as we're playing it, I go I swear I just see Yuji Naka walking in the room and every time the sentence opens with, hey guys, wouldn't it be funny if, for example, wouldn't it be funny if in order to pick up a power up, you needed a key, but the key was always five feet away. (laughs) (laughs) Directly on top of it. Hey guys, wouldn't it be funny if there wasn't a jump button, but half of the powers in the game are jumps. What if some of the powers, because you only have one button, will just do their function randomly? Like, like Box Fox. Or Light. Yeah. Or, or, or Light. Or the super, <laughs> yeah, or that, or that like super speed one where they're like, you're going to run really fast. Uh, you'll start flashing when it's about to happen. We I never got that. Yeah, we didn't get that one. As it turns out, oh, you don't yeah. need anywhere near all the powers in that game to beat it. Yeah, you don't even yeah. need nearly all the statues. That game is insanely easy, but every single decision is wrong. So <laughs> it's not good at all. If you're sitting here and you're like, I just don't know. I really want to play Bland Wonder Well, let me let me give you some pro tips. Tip number one, Bland Bounce are the thing you avoid like the plague. If you see a hat, do not walk towards it. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, no. Those shouldn't be in the game. For any Anyone who hasn't seen our stream, for anyone who hasn't seen either of our streams, the only way to get a statue out of that statue being the uh, progression currency of Belan Wonderworld, you have to perfect that QTE. The QTE, which is maybe the worst one ever made in a video game at all. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, stunning. It's 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 stunning. They y- you can't hit it one frame early, but you can hit it a second late most of the time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I swear I was sitting at exactly the same time in some of those animations because these things reuse animations constantly. Oh yeah, you, you, so, so it's compartmentalized into like six animations that play in this QTE, and they reuse all of them always. It feels like the timing's different on some of them when they return. <laughs> Like yeah. between different versions. They're like, we made it harder. And I'm like, well, could you have a visual to, you know, <laughs> clue me into that? Because at some point I, I, I'm convinced it, they did just ramp up the difficulty by making the window even smaller and more finicky. Uh-huh. But it visually looked identical. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with these people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blend Wonderworld, uh, absolutely terrible. Weirdly enough, not the most excruciating experience we've had playing a 3D platformer. No. It is not that hard, all things considered. It is certainly a chunk of game and very poorly told as a story. And incredibly, incredible decisions made left and right. Bold, visionary choices, such as you need power up to do anything. Go get key five feet away. <laughs> These decisions made as if there is never seen another video game for most of them. <laughs> it's like uh, that we solved this 20 years ago. What happened? <laughs> I do, I, yeah. And it's not. It's pretty nonstop. Uh, Blend One World. Not a good game. No, I would say uh, in the eyes of the gamers, Yuji Naka uh, failed. We did a vote at the end of the stream. Oh yeah, he's uh, unfortunately. But he supports the gamers by making things up. Uh, no, he's going to prison. <laughs> he's going to gamer prison. Oh no! That's what happens when you sue someone, right? You lose and you go to prison. <laughs> yes, yeah, immediately. It's really amazing when so, he was like, "Yeah, the last six months of uh, development, you know, it was really in the last day or week or couple weeks that we added not dying when you only had one ring left in Sonic One." And then people go, betas uh, much earlier than that show that that was already in. <laughs> yeah, well, here oh here are God. prototypes that <laughs> exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. He sucks. <laughs> God, God, I can't, be- I can't believe Sega really did have their Inafune over there. They did. Um, uh, it, it, at least it, it's not as bad because he didn't ruin the entire company for a decade. Well, that's because he, he left to, at the beginning of 7th Gen. <laughs> he was like, we should do the Sonic 06 thing and this Wii thing, and I will ship neither. Bye. <laughs> His back flips out the window. <laughs> what is the speed racer thing? He does a backflip, <laughs> lands on a motorcycle, drives away. Yes. Like, damn, dude. Uh, Yeah, no. Bland. Terrible. We we played yeah. We played more Pokemon, though. Yeah. Third gen did this really neat trick that second gen didn't. Uh, we started the game and there were new Pokemon, so we caught them. Yes, that was pretty uh, yeah, great. That- <laughs> <laughs> second gen is like, no, no, what? We were hiding that fire type for after the Elite Four. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did yeah, you do that? that Slugma? Ah, <laughs> oh, God, what third is it? Gen, third gen is kind of like a, a prototype of fifth gen where most things you find will be new. Which is weird because people, those are, one, those are the two worst selling gens on first release. But two, people by and large are more positive about third gen than they are fifth for some reason. Um, wow, I, I, I've never gotten that impression at all. People fucking love to beat on third gen. I, I see a lot more defense for third gen than fifth, weirdly enough. For some reason, cutting off all old Pokemon until you beat the game flips a switch in a lot of people's brains where they're like, I hate this now, actually. Meanwhile, I'm like, I would love 150 new Pokemon. Thank you. I, I'm here for new Pokemon. 
if I can't bring them over, that's a major problem. But if I have to beat the game to bring them over, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, third gen was going great. Um, Pokemon Days, I've described it as the mental equivalent. Me hosting it is the mental equivalent of driving down the road while it's raining with no windshield, trying to have a conversation on the phone while driving. Um, <laughs> so hours into this, as I'm breaking down as a human being, people go, you should get a Gardevoir and a Gallade. <laughs> and I'm like, that would be really funny. We should do that. And then we go catch one. And I'm like, okay, here's our Gallade. Here's our Gardevoir. And they go, Dan, that's a modest Ralts. And I'm like, <laughs> please tell me the Gallade is not good enough. To, and they're like, yeah, that's going to be a bad Gallade. We need you to catch another Ralts. <laughs> <laughs> This is smart. Four I hours later. Yeah, it was over an hour with these. Oh, we ended no. up with, with four rolls or something. It was it was it was me at my most destroyed as a human. Uh I hope people enjoy it because it was still a great stream around that. <laughs> That's what you get for caring about nature. <laughs> I think I think the mistake happened one step earlier when I listened to chat about our team comp, right? <laughs> Things is going yeah. pretty smoothly. And it's like, well, you should really go back and do that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Someone someone tried to catch me on my shit, Bob. Yeah. If you recall, at one point during episode one of a third gen earlier this week, I said, by now I had a flying type. Uh -huh. They tried to call me on that. They went and looked at old episodes of Pokemon Days, and they're like, nah, -uh, you had this. And then a few minutes later, they go to an earlier episode, and they're like, never mind, he had a Pelipper for <laughs> several episodes straight. And I'm like, you're damn right I did. <laughs> Flag types are fucking important. This is the only game I've run into a grass type and been like, oh no, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> only game! <laughs> Admittedly, that's because, you know, chat voted for Mudkip. Yeah, so. they the fools. That, that ruined everything. It was like, we can't, we, we no longer can have a team with uh, Flygon, Gardevoir, or anything else. It's like, you ruined it. <laughs> well, we could have Gardevoir. Yeah, we could have Gardevoir. But, but Flygon is when it got weird. There are some other weird things. It, it's, we, you know, I've never had to make this type comp before, I don't think. Uh, and my, on my time through on Emerald, everything was cake. Because, you know, once again, not distracted. Yeah, yeah, that really helps when you're not doing a hundred other things and passing control off to other people who don't know exactly what's going on. The, the last 40 minutes of our episode of Pokemon Days from this week is me with the acro bike just pumping up and down, hopping on the bike around this person in the mall. <laughs> and I'm like, finish the drawings. <laughs> I'm teaching him fucking finish the drawings. Finish the fucking That's a great front-facing nose pass. Thank you. <laughs> and then I turned to dust. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. But it was a it was a really great stream. I really enjoyed it. I'm enjoying third gen so far. Uh I look forward to the next time. Exact opposite feeling of Beland Wonderworld. I was like, yeah. yeah, chat, we'll platinum this since you asked on Twitter. Uh you need to give me fifty eight hundred dollars <laughs> and then we'll platinum this. You won't. <laughs> they did. So stop asking. <laughs> because man that's terrible that's one of the worst pieces of content you could make who in their right mind would platinum balan wonderworld surely someone much braver than myself my my friend kaya yeah i already know <laughs> i'm saying all this knowing that i'm pretty sure their goal was like really not good i think playing through it was like a hundred dollars <laughs> yeah it was something like they had a really small goal for balan and then the the, the the platinum was like piddly even in comparison it's like what are you 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're my friend. I have a lot of love for you. you for $100, in which you still didn't own the game, <laughs> you decide to play hot new release in one sitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For people who are unaware, the uh, normal playthrough blends maybe ten hours. The platinum is thirty. Yeah, yeah. There's, and that's how it works with most games. Like the platinum is not something you get in a reasonable amount of time after beating the game. Like unless you're some sort of Chad who I don't know sits down and beats Ratchet and Clank a crack in time three times in a row in order to get a platinum. <laughs> you were feeling quirky at the time. That was a great fucking game. That was a nice respite for the morass that is the tail end of the Ratchet franchise during that month. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know this is the last good one. We're like, man, they fixed every problem. This is so great. It doesn't look blurry as hell like, you know, Tools of Destruction did. What a great game. This might be my favorite Ratchet game. Sure, we'll platinum it. And then we went into the next one. What is it? Into the Nexus? And we're like, oh. Oh, we know it was going to get worse, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one was prepared for that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, did you play anything else, Bob? I did play a few other things. Mm. Um, they released a new story mode for Guilty Gear Strive. I was... Oh, I don't yeah. know why I thought this, but I was like, Genshin. <laughs> We're just going straight. <laughs> you know what? I, I also was like, oh, it's probably... Oh, okay. No, something's happened in China, so the update doesn't come out for Genshin. <laughs> I'm okay. not sure exactly what's happening. Gotcha. I think uh, I think I think they just aren't done. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. Guilty or Strive. Another story uh-huh. is what the the new episode's called. It's probably like 20, 30 minutes somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And it happens at the same time is the game's main story, but it follows other characters that just weren't in the main story for whatever reason. Oh. So this is mostly about Biken, May, and uh, um. A new character, the sister of Bedman. Um, uh, is a Bedwoman? No. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's kind of neat. It's like it's supposed to be this heartwarming thing with uh, Biken kind of trying to uh, act as her bodyguard. Uh, it's all right. They introduce Sin, K- Kisuke, so you mm-hmm. get to see him actually rendered in the engine for this game. Why would I want that? Guilty Gear 2 is the optimal experience. No. I, I was going to say, did this thing just show you season past two characters? That was the only new character. Of, well, those two. Bedman or Bed, uh, bed, bed woman. Girl. <laughs> bed girl. Because she's small. She's a small girl. Like little sister. <laughs> okay, one moment. I'm going to Google bed girl. <laughs> uh, I, I don't recommend it. <laughs> uh, I think her name's Delilah. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> go on i mean it's a musical reference so of course yeah, of course it'd be a, a guilty guitar is like i love that song <laughs> <laughs> good bass um yeah it's interesting to see sin here <laughs> hopefully hopefully they don't make him playable because he's just a <laughs> he's, he's so his weapon's the worst in this franchise <laughs> Oh, what? His flag staff or whatever? It's a flag. It's cool. He pokes. And I I really like his... I liked his mechanic in Exard where he's like a shonen protagonist and has to eat to keep his damage being respectable. Okay. (laughs) That's a mechanic, though, and they have to strip that out. I'm sorry, Feel. For anyone who is wondering what the hell that Mickey Mouse or Feel absolutely losing it sound laugh coming out of me was about, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's her. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's bad girl. <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, but if you have the season pass, you can go play this. Otherwise, you have to buy the season pass to play it. <laughs> oh, no. What about the people who bought it, the individual characters? I don't know. Maybe you can buy a separate? I have no idea. You have to have gotten them all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, I hope that they have more of this plan because this is, like I said, like a side story to the main story. So it doesn't feel like uh much gets accomplished and you you have stuff like a tiny bit of faust is there but you don't get to see much of what he does other than that and it feels like oh. not a big event for him uh bad. Did, did anyone listen to a podcast during this small story thing no oh. <laughs> no podcasts I, so I, no, like, no oh, okay. I like representation in media you know <laughs> i'm really sad that no one listened to any podcast by the way i'm gonna let you know typing in bedman sister okay yeah did not help. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I guess I'll include these. <laughs> um, as far as other stuff I played, I booted up Fortnite because I had Sakura from Streets. Yo, Sakura from Streets. And then... And then you gave them $65. Then I saw that they wanted real money, and I turned it back off and deleted it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Because I, I it's used like, to do like, that or play their insane battle pass. Where they literally just like, we want you in the game. Get Here's this thing for free. <laughs> oh, here's no. our crossover thing. But no, no, they just want you to pay the money up front. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't even... I've only played like two rounds of you ever. I have no idea if I would ever even play this. No, I'm not giving you $20. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is going to leave in three weeks. Buy it. This is th- this is a little bit of an aside, but is anybody else fuck kind of kind of fucking furious that uh, everybody went to twenty dollars for skins, and the collective response from the media is, "Well, that's the trend now, so you can't complain about them being twenty dollars." Yeah, that is really frustrating. I fucking hate you, Barney Rubble. I work at Polygon. Sim's got a sip, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is weird that there's like a lot of conversation about games moving from sixty to seventy dollars, but not from for skims moving from like three dollars to twenty. I I feel like every game that comes out and does it, it's like, well, that well, that's the that's the trend now, so I can't complain. Man, now that's just making me wonder if that thing I saw from. Uh, Halo Infinite Season 2 cost $20 when the leg doesn't even connect, right? Did you see <sighs> that? No, I didn't see that. I'll, I'll repost it so you can see it. Uh, if people listening to this haven't seen it, basically imagine right right as the thigh begins, what? the, what? the leg what? is cut in, in half, basically. Oh. I, I usually what? don't like putting in a bunch of stuff because the Podlord's Mark this! Yeah, sure, I'll do <laughs> this it. This is insane! Yeah, this is apparently one of the first things out for Season 2. Like, uh, like that that first shot that you posted is just Frieza when he finds trunks. Yeah, yeah, no, it uh, it really yeah. is that. It's weird. They they are clearly trying to rush some shit out over there. I hope that shit isn't twenty. God, yeah, hopefully not. Maybe that's one yeah, of the but, free things or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are the things that are in the that are in the battle pass instead of the the things that should be in the battle pass that are in the cash shop. <laughs> Jesus. Um I also played some more of Arceus. Oh cool. 
Okay. I got to the point in, in the post game where it's like, go catch all of the Pokemon. I'm like, oh, I guess the game's over now. You have to <laughs> oh, have yeah, caught I, them I all. Straight up, I straight up stopped after the event you do right before that. Where it's like, I finished that and they're like, get everything. I'm like, I, I don't really want to, frankly. Yeah, have, I don't have think, a great day, sir. I'm like, I don't know why you locked story at all behind catching them all like i don't feel like that's normal for a pokemon uh, yeah no that's not normal yeah it's very it's, strange i don't know you described yeah. this and i'm like oh that's kind of cool i kind of want to do that mm. <laughs> yeah i i just looked looked up what i got and i went that's cool all right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i i got enough closure through the main credits and the last thing you do before they tell you to do that to where i'm like i'm I'm whelmed. I'm good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like when when was the last time I did something like that? And I was like, oh, it was during game of the year. What was it for? And then I thought about it and I thought about it. And I was like, God, it's that near automata thing. That's Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, unsighted. I unsighted. Thank Un- you. I was like, go. unresolved. No. <laughs> what? Nearsighted. Now I'm like, what? What are we talking? Oh, uns- okay. Yeah, now we're I'm talking like, about oh, that game. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a true ending thing, and you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get it, and it doesn't sound great or fun in a few different ways. There's some cool stuff there, but I just looked it up instead of going through it, because I didn't even have time, multiple- and it wasn't going to change my score, right? Right. Mul- multiple endings is like one of the curses of 7th Gen we have not shaken off. I feel like 7 Gen cut that out the most of most gens because endings got expensive. No, uh, no, I feel like we got a lot of we have a morality system. Play the game twice to see three slightly changed cutscenes. I mean, that is true. That exact execution of it is very 7th Gen core of now the light's blue. Yeah, that was very much a Western <laughs> game with morality system thing to do. And it was great. Mm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm great. glad we were able to close the conversation with some truth bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they they have not only like a big story thing you do after the main credits. There's also a side quest sort of thing where it stills that story, but it's not the big plot line that was still going through the whole game. It's and, just <laughs> and the entire time you're doing it, the NPCs are like, Aren't, "Shouldn't you be doing that other thing?" <laughs> you're like no shut up (laughs) so i did this other one which is all about going to uh they're called massive mass outbreaks where it it, like rains real hard and then thousands of pokemon show up in patches Mm -hmm. um and there's a little bit of neat plot around there and it feels kind of like it wraps up on that side of things too and that's more with the uh town folk and stuff and i'm like okay that's neat i get some closure here even if i don't do whatever this catch all the pokemon thing is (laughs) is the thing you did do the post-launch update no, that I don't they think did, so. That they covered in that Pokemon Direct. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Because I know there are more outbreak. I know outbreaks were in the game, but I don't think I've ever. I ever ended up doing one once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't feel like they really start popping up a lot until after you beat the game. Yeah. And then you need to do that full side quest I talked about to get the massive mass outbreaks, which are different from regular mass outbreaks. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> Completely different. Yeah. Now they're cooler. Um, I also put more time in Sekiro. Okay. Um, mm. I, the the thing I like about this game is that it's the closest I can get to a game that is Ninja Scroll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I need to fight complete freak weirdo ninjas is a ver- fairly normal ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, more yeah. more of that, please. Yeah. I'm like, that. you're just some dude. 
you have the the arm with some like tricks in it like it can turn to an axe and stuff but you're pretty down to earth whereas your enemies are usually some horrible monster that like jumps in air and spins 300 times <laughs> or uh, a dumb monkey yes or a big monkey uh, and that's really neat. I wish there, there were more games like that that really channeled that early 90s OVA energy. <laughs> God, I didn't even really think about it from that angle. And yeah, that really, really does nail that. Yeah, especially thinking about like Sekiro's master, the 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 owl, who's just this giant dude with <laughs> a, a katana. <laughs> this dude is built like four fridges. Um, I also noticed that the swimming... Uh, the water sound effects are the exact same sound effects they used in the Tenchu games on PS1. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know this is just a live sound library thing, but oh man, it's hilarious to hear these <laughs> in this game. It's just a ten billion dollar game with swimming sounds. <laughs> swimming sounds on PS1. PS1. <laughs> Star Trek computer sounds play. <laughs> yeah, whenever they get to do a sci-fi game from FromSoft. <laughs> That is one of these. I'm oh, sure I'll would, hear that. That would be so. I would feel so bad for those people who made the knockoff Dark Souls. That's sci-fi. <gasps> oh no, I wouldn't. The surge failed at so many levels at being a sci-fi Dark Souls. I want them yeah. to actually do but, it competently see, at all. <laughs> if if they do a sci-fi Dark Souls, you know, directly at you know FromSoft, uh-huh. no one will even know how to bring up the memory of the surge. <laughs> You ever play that sci-fi Dark Souls? Yeah, it's made by FromSoft. No, the other one. That's not real. <laughs> and they would be right. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, any someone could make another sci-fi Souls because it wasn't cool sci-fi with the Surge. It was like gruff white man in battle suit. Yeah, it was Elysium sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I need cool science fiction no like the only thing where i'm like okay the, i like this aspect of the surge is when you're doing combat and you get to choose the limb and like it's fallout and you're just chopping off a dude's leg and i'm like i like this also the search somehow has two boss fights because it has like no money cool i'm sure the surge 2 yep. has three boss fights <laughs> i already had like two more than the first one and i almost blacked out and audio logs hmm Speaking Great. of bad knockoff Dark Souls, uh, ooh, I played a demo why? this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think Field did as well. Oh fuck me! Uh, it's called Symesia. I think I'm saying that right. It's T H Y M E S I A. So time Mesia. Oh, I guess that'd be it. Time Mesia, like the spice time, right? Hmm. Um. It it is blatantly. It blatantly wants to be dark, or sorry, Bloodborne specifically. Yeah, yeah it's, saying, it's, it's just uh, Bloodborne. Like I'm, I'm saying that, like yeah. it's it's pathetic. It, it's it's so pathetic that I almost turned the demo off before I even got to gameplay. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> when you hit start and it's like person in a plague doctor outfit, we got the blood plague, so we have to make the sacred flame. I'm like fuck you, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh my god! I wasn't I wasn't at all on your side until we have to make the sacred flame. This is parody levels of <laughs> Mad Libs Souls. I mean, this is this is basically GameIndustry.png. Like, when people dunk on the industry for being too uh, uninventive. <laughs> yes. That, wow. Yeah. It's, it's really, really dire. Every text log you find on the ground is like, 
a parody of what you would find in a Dark Souls game, like written with zero character, like just, oh, oh, we're getting the plague. Oh, no. We're all affected. We're going to die. Even like, my brother Mario uh, yeah. didn't shit his yeah, pants and die say, like this. Is it better than the mirror fate? <laughs> the state of the the state of these pipes would shock my brother Mario. <laughs> shit self dies. <laughs> I fucking love the clip of you forcing Gagger to see that he tries to wait. So uh, you've got two kinds of parries. They're both they both oh. feel really bad. Like oh, I, I expect. <laughs> Everything in this game feels worse than you would even expect from a Souls game, which is I'm impressive. I'm out. I, yeah, I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, yeah, it, there's it, a lot it, of it's things. bad. Oh. There are a lot of things you can improve in a Souls game. Oh, they decide none of that. <laughs> oh, God. They never is do like that. They, nobody is more convinced of like the intentionalness of every single thing in Dark Souls than the people who make these knockoff games. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why they always turn yeah. out to be comically bad, just like right, on a new like, level. Oh, oh, I. Uh, they even have a worse parry than Bloodborne. You're trying to be Bloodborne, and you don't understand how the parry in Bloodborne worked. Yeah. Well, like in Bloodborne, it's like okay, parrying is a core mechanic of this game. So if this is how I assume it has to fucking work. Uh, that if the if your bullet hits them when they're in a certain stage of their animation, they fall down. In this, in this thing, it's the Dark Souls parry where you have to, like, time your hand swinging out to block them. I'm like, that, that's not what... You made Bloodborne and then fucked up a core part of Bloodborne. Don't worry, Feel. They, the second kind of parry you get later in that demo is throwing a knife, like, in Bloodborne instead of a shooting. It also doesn't work right. Because <laughs> it, yeah, it only worked on special attacks that are for that kind of parry. It usually, like, they have the, the smallest window imaginable for wow. when you can hit them. This sounds like a circle of hell. Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to ask, since this is trying to ape Bloodborne the most, uh, did they also take the idea that both your health and uh, your parry mechanic are finite resources I have to grind? No. Oh, okay. Well, this is only a demo. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! They did, they gave every enemy regenning health. So you have to hit them with your super claw attack if you want to do real damage to stays. I feel like you're making up a game to make me angry. <laughs> uh, this is like uh, reverse armchair devs. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like an armchair dev piss gone awry. Bob and Field did the predator handshake in between podcasts, decided to punk your ass. <laughs> if you really start doing that shit, I'm not going to be able to cope. I know, right? You get to the end of the demo. You fight a boss that's like, oh, this guy's so hard, he's just gonna beat you. You this guy literally looks like the dude from Dark Souls One that's in the armor with the blue scarf that everyone knows from oh. that game. Oh, Artorius? Yeah. yeah, it's just Artorius. It's just him. Yeah, because that's the dude you would you would mimic. He's like, that's the one that's raw. It's so cool. <laughs> it's like you really you really just did this. This is the end of your demo. It's just me getting owned by Artorius. <laughs> And I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand these games. When you start the game and you want you want the character to die, it has to be some monster that sucks really bad. Because that's what they. Oh do my for god! All. I'm looking at this and it's that it's just him. What yeah. is like? That's 
It's not. And his name is even Varg. Like, fuck you. Can you uh, post the picture? Try. I just want to see it I'll, real I'll, quick because there's. Uh, me, I have a mental image of exactly how, how unacceptable it can look. So I would. I would let me. Really like to know if reality. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I took some pictures while I was playing it on Steam, but then Steam was like, "I put them on the cloud," and then I was like, "I can't find them, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh my okay, god! Very yeah, cool. It's, very cool. Yeah, it's just Artorius or fucking the the Dragon Slayer. Cool, great. Uh, so. Feel Bob, are you guys gonna check this game out when it comes out August 9th? No, <laughs> no, okay. I don't think uh, that he's gonna Bob, do some Bob. sort of magic trick and make it a good game by then. <laughs> you don't hey, know, hey, man. Well, 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 in the last week of development, he'll decide that if you have one ring left, <laughs> you'll you can survive damage and that'll change, turn the whole game around. I, I guess I should I, mention. I, I, uh-huh. I, my computer could only run this game around 40 frames per second, but that felt appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that felt oh, yeah, oh, yeah, my 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 computer my computer couldn't run it well either. Now I'm just curious if mine could. <laughs> God download that demo. No. <laughs> but please tell me about the shells. What do anyway, they do? <laughs> anyway, I'm out of games I played. Okay, cool. I had an NDNES game that I've been trying to play for weeks that I still didn't have time this week. But oh. it's installed on the Mister, so I'll get to check it out for next week. Mm. That's it. Nice. I didn't. I didn't do any gaming outside of streams. I don't think in the last week, though. I was really tempted to go and grind Pokemon in between episodes. Because <laughs> let me tell you, the Ralts debacle really set us back. It did. First time through on Pokemon Days, beat it in twenty twenty and a half hours. This time on Pokemon Days, Bob, weren't we? Did we play for eleven hours? <laughs> we have two gym badges. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> so about driving down the road during a rainstorm with no windshield on a phone that, call. That's the that's the content people want. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. I enjoy doing the show, even if like it's exhausting. <laughs> right. Uh, we're gonna go to KZ. KZ. Playing Uh, yes. I did not have time to stream through Kirby, unfortunately. But I did. Um, on my off time, I had some. Had some time to play Rogue Legacy 2, which left early access, I guess, last week because reviews went out. So I picked that up. This is on PC and Xbox, not PlayStation. Yeah, I didn't even know uh, it came out on Xbox. I had no idea they yeah, had the, plans to do that. Yeah, yeah, the devs just went, we're working on it in regards to why it's not on PlayStation at all. Uh, if I were to make a wild guess, I would assume they went about development in a way that made it easier to export to Xbox. You know. Probably, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because this isn't this <laughs> isn't like smart. those other Xbox deals where indie game appears on Game Pass, this right? Was, this was something that I paid twenty dollars for on Xbox. Yeah, I uh, I don't think the Rogue Legacy devs are going to let themselves get fucked on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they have kind of yeah, most likely a known IP at this point. <laughs> they don't have to do that. Yeah, they have one of the most successful Rogue likes that ever came out. One of uh-huh. it's definitely in that echelon. So I think they. Oh realize. yeah, yeah. When- when I think of roguelikes, like, this one's in there, despite me barely at all. I don't even think I even booted the first one. I think I had it through, like, a PS Plus thing. Ah. I, or uh, something like that. I platinumed it. I bought Roguelikes C2 on Early Access and then went, I'm not going to play it while it's in beta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't ruin the these experiences for me. I want something, like, 
polished and dense. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt really good to wait on Hades the entire time and just like get that and then look at what it looked like before. I was like, wow, <laughs> half of the art wasn't even ready when, when this shit came out. Everyone had like a question mark on their portrait <laughs> or just had like a basic silhouette because <laughs> the art team wasn't done yet. So uh, um, how's Rogue Legacy 2 treating you? I really like it in terms of like the roguelites. It has has a lot of the roguelite elements where the the entire premise is you're you're going into you're going into this area, you're doing a run, battling through enemies in a Metroidvania style thing. But when you die, you choose your heir, which could be one of uh, a, a few different classes, and then that's the person that's gonna continue your legacy. And then you can take all the money that you got from going through going through a run. And buy upgrades, unlock new classes, get various other buffs. It feels like every single run, even if I uh, do terribly in it, I'm probably going to be able to buy something that's going to make my runs better. Whether it's higher damage, more health, a new class. Like, I recently unlocked the Astrologer, which is um, this class where your basic attack is creating a black hole that just sucks enemies in and does, like, prolonged damage and... A cooldown move where you just get filled in a rainbow ball energy and you can fly anywhere at really fast speeds and you're just you're just invincible. Now I thought that one was pretty cool. I've been mostly using uh the boxer class because it does it does big combos and like some directional like uppercut stuff. Do you have any sort of weapon that. as the boxer at all, or is it just fisticuffs? Uh, you just have boxing gloves. Cool. You got like big boxing gloves for that, and I also like the samurai because it's a nice, good spacing weapon with your cooldown being the flash step across the screen to do a slash type of thing. So that stuff's been that stuff's been fun. Um, going through it's you know basic me Metroidvania style stuff. Uh, you got like a cool dash that upgrades later to like an air dash, and uh, you have this spin kick where you can do it on ba on objects and projectiles and. If you land it, it lets you bounce up, and uh, later they make it so that doing that off of certain objects replenishes your dash. So there's a lot of really cool movement tech and some platforming challenges in the game, where where they really zoom out the camera in certain areas as you're uh, as you're going through it. Um, I've, I've I've really enjoyed it. There's something in this that was in the first games, from what I was told, fairy challenges, mm. where they where they make you do a physical challenge of of some type, you like you activate it, and it. I don't like these at all. Okay. <laughs> I think my win rate on them is three <laughs> percent. Be because they they're like, all right, so the challenge is you're gonna go through this labyrinth of spikes. Uh, don't dash, don't get hit. Yeah. And 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 then I I make one slight mistake, and they're like, it's done. I'm like, could you like let me retry it? No. I'm just like in no. the middle of this challenge room and I'm like, I'm going to take 18 more hits to get out with nothing. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I can't even tell if the rewards are even worth my time. <laughs> I think that there, in the first game, if I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. Mm -hmm. Later on, didn't you find abilities that made those challenge rooms like more doable? But then even the, those would be, you'd randomly have them or not when you started. Yes, Bob, as someone who also edited the Rogue Legacy review, you are correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that review's, that review's pretty good. Probably not canon anymore. Uh, find out in a couple years. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah uh, no, the, the, in the first one, it's just like, 
hey, you got this ability to turn to stone, so you can just jump in this hole of fucking spikes and bounce the whole way down. <laughs> Congrats, yeah, you did it. That 3% win rate accounts for two times I won. One of them was because I had the power that made all stationary spikes do no damage. So I just walked across them and picked yep. it up. Yeah. Okay. And I think good. the other yep. one was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think the other one was just the most basic one of win this combat room. We have no other thing. But then you'll get other ones where it's like, there are 50 spike balls that orbit and bounce along the walls. This room is one of the most massive rooms you'll find early in the game. Break the target Super Smash Bros. style, never get hit. <laughs> and then I'll get hit at the end, and I'll go, I want to leave. Or my favorite thing of, you've completed the challenge. The challenge is still active until you get to the chest and open it. Yeah, this, uh... This reminds me, you just get to a point in Rogue Legacy 1 where you look at a thing and you know whether or not you have the abilities that would help you cheese it. And you just keep walking, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, I've just I've just decided to, like, tap out on that. I do, I do appreciate that it does have some stuff that makes runs easier. Like, I ran into Maria the Pizza Girl, who said, give me a bunch of money and I'll make this teleport to this biome just uh, permanent so you can immediately teleport here at the start of every run. So I've been uh, I've been unlocking places like that. It makes it a lot easier when I want to just kind of do the boss of the area. I've taken down a couple of them so far, which has unlocked some some of the newer uh, so, some of the newer abilities that'll make it so you can traverse certain areas a bit more. But um, yeah, overall uh, overall I'm enjoying it. Um, it, it has a uh, it has a decent challenge to it. Visually, it looks pretty nice. They do a, a good job of. 3D stuff that is clearly trying to be 2D, where you can kind of you can kind of tell that it's a 3D thing, but it's got enough like stylistic stuff going on in it. Hey, looks closer to the fucking Chippendale movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking Chippendale. The fucking Chippendale movie. God, I'm damn. so sad about that. That, that movie's gonna be so bad. It's gonna be fucking terrible. We'll see you later. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll deal with you later. <laughs> God, of course. <laughs> Any movie that constantly yeah. is like, I'm not 2D anymore like you to a 3D character. I'm like, that's level brain rot. I just need to see play out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have boomers on original Chip and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, that's how we set it up and this thing will get 40,000 views. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that does sound fucking great. Uh, will people permit us to call it we boomers? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's our fucking rules. <laughs> but yeah, this game's good. I recommend it for people that want like some roguelike type thing to like chip away at. It feels pretty tight, responsive, and every, everything seems pretty pretty solid with this in general. I do like the various traits that a character has. When you get a new character, you're starting a new run where they're like, you're getting, you're gonna get more gold, but here's a, a problem your character will have, like. They're a diva, so the entire screen's black except for a spotlight that is shining on you only. And it's like, you're the most important person in the room, nothing else should matter, so you can't see it. Or a cartographer, where it's like, you have a map of the entire area. We will no longer pinpoint where you are on the map. But you be, you can see where every room is, just not where you are. Or one that I think was in the first one. I think it was mentioned... Uh, sometime earlier in the week where it's just like you have vertigo so everything's upside down mm -hmm. yeah uh, stuff like that or 
old-timey filters are being applied, a bunch of fucked up ones. I was watching uh, Pat, Pat stares at. Once again, not Pat from CU Podcast. Sorry, Pat. Anyway, <laughs> I was watching Pat stream Zone in the Enders 2, and I'm like, hell yeah, someone other than me talking about this video game. Let's go. Someone came to his chat, and they're like, they updated the game and removed that. The Vertigo. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm like, wait, what? No fucking way. He couldn't find in the patch notes. I'm still concerned they're full of it, but that would be so funny. Just at the last minute to be like, uh, that's too much like the first game. Get rid of it. I got the Vertigo thing or, or just or, okay, or just then. like that's a really shitty that's a really shitty uh like uh, uh accessibility problem. So I mean, most of their shit is right. There, there's so many in like, there that's like, no, this is the run you die. Like. <laughs> You're colorblind yeah. now. You can only see two pixels away from yourself now. You can't see anything that's near you now. There's a spotlight that's on you, and everything else is darkness. Like, the whole game is just diseases. <laughs> like, genetic yeah. disabilities. Yeah, this one had one where it was like, uh, you have got bitten by a clown, so you're a clown now. Uh, when you try to do your, uh, your kick that bounces off objects, you can do it on any surface now. Uh, you lost 35% permanent health at the start of the run. <laughs> so, so combined with the fact that some classes just have less health, so it's like, oh, you picked this one. I guess you have 90 health. You will die in two and a half hits. Yikes. But yeah, I don't I don't have too much else to say about it. It's like it's a really solid roguelike that is clearly like uh really really visually good. Music's nice. Don't have too much to complain about, except the challenges where they're just evil. Yeah, I'm gonna need to play that soon too because huge fan. I, I was waiting on that, like yeah. I was waiting on um 30xx plus the first 40 or 60 hours of me playing it in early access. I'm like, maybe we wait. <laughs> maybe just <laughs> yeah, this, wait it all. Yeah, yeah. This was one of those cases where I'm like, I know you enjoy them because I I watched the the review of the first one when you did that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this will probably come up in Game of the Year, so I'll just do that now so I'm not trying to slip in 20 hours of a roguelike gameplay in the final two weeks of the year. <laughs> no, that's definitely the ideal method to consume a roguelike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, that's it for me. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to feel. Uh, so I played more Xenogears. I don't really have a whole lot to say about that yet. Um... I bought this game called Dusk Diver because uh, it's on because it's on PlayStation sale. Uh, it is it is a extremely Vita core game. I have no idea if it was ever actually on Vita or if it was just like we, we up. Apparently, it was never on Vita, so it was a Vita game that obviously it was intended to be a Vita game and got put onto Switch. Uh, <laughs> which has led to the funny thing of like. This I think this is in 4K, but all the assets are like 720p, all like the UI assets. <laughs> so it's the Switch. <laughs> Let's go. Uh at first I was kind of into this because it's like it's it's like a low rent action game with like JRPG type story. Uh then it then it's just fighting the exact same enemies over and over and over again forever. And there's not even that many. There's like four. So um, imagine imagine a low-rent muso with four enemies and the map is always the same map and there's and there's sort of bad platforming sometimes. Oh no. Jesus. 
Uh, it, it, it's so bad that I that I dropped it, even though it's apparently only like five hours long. Oh man! So I'm like, this this seems really bad. I liked I liked the designs though, but they couldn't save it at all. Oh, a sequel came uh, out so this yeah. year. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I I, I I I'll sh I should look at footage of it sometime and see if it's better. It also runs on a G uh, G Force seven fifty. So it is also a Vita game. <laughs> well, thank goodness uh, they stayed true to their roots. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at footage of it right now. It seems to be much higher rent. Yeah, there seem to be three like models it, it, of it characters has, trying to animate. It seems to have maps. And UI elements. <laughs> uh, other than that, I played... A game, I tried a game on Game Pass called Piku Niku. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's like a puzzle game where you're like a ball with legs. And you can jump and kick. And you and then and now go through the game. It's like it's like a puzzle type play. It's like um It looks like Loco Roco like, if it was fused with a Wadam or uh Nobi Nobi Boy. Yeah, something like that. In fact I had to make sure it wasn't involved with like the Katamari guy. Right. Uh it's not very interesting. I fell out very fast because it You know you know that comic? Uh you know that one web comic? I I have no idea what its name is, but I'm sure people will know from my description where every single comic ends oh, no. with the little the little sh uh, oh no, where every single <laughs> strip ends with oh no. That that comic uh, that, intentionally that, has the worst name for web comic ever. <laughs> Uh, that's how the writing in this game feels. It feels like that comic. Okay. Where a character will just will or character will just will just say something like, "We sold out the environment for money." Oh no. Uh, or like a little bit a little <laughs> bit more advanced than that. But it, for anyone who's curious, the name of that web comic is Web Comic Name. Boom. Wow. When you when you're so clever, you make yourself less money. I don't know. They seem to be doing fine. <laughs> People buy uh, uh, paraphernalia with the blob on it, saying "Oh no!" and then they're rich. <laughs> but but it has that vibe on it, and I wouldn't even be that opposed to it. But this game seems to think it's really funny and clever, so. Any beat on anything you do has like dialogue. So it's not just solve solve this puzzle. Mm -hmm. it, like I would be fine if it was like puzzle segment, segment talking to NPCs, maybe you do little quests for them, puzzles, but but in in like the hour and a half I played, it was like every single time I do anything, advance any of these goals at all, I get like dialogue. And I'm like, this isn't funny. I'm sorry. You obviously tried really hard, and it's not offending me, but you I, I feel almost like you're condescending to me. Or maybe isn't condescending the right word, but it feels like you're running up to me holding this thing you made and like shoving it in my face. Like, isn't this really funny? Isn't this really funny and charming? I'm like, no. M maybe if you let me look at it from across the room, sometimes when my I turned my head over there. And not not you running up on me like fucking 
like running at the cameraman. Uh, so yeah, it's a Game Pass game, so feel free to try it yourself. Cool. I, oh. I actually meant to, and our oh. Game Pass is finally about to run out after 10,000 years. Oh no. We'll be able to play. <laughs> oh, you're also a fan of webcomic? <laughs> yeah, of course. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what were you what were you actually gonna say we will miss out on all these amazing games coming to the game pass <laughs> I, I i meant to try picnic uh i i you know it being on game <laughs> it seems like a game that's perfect for game pass a thing i am for some reason overly comfortable saying about someone else's piece of art right it's like it's, it's literally all you're saying is it's a game i don't want to pay for because it looks bad <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know why Games Media is obsessed with the term "great for Game Pass," also known as "thing I find to be worthless." Imagine thing, you, thing I don't want to buy. Imagine you ate someone else's cooking. And they go, "This food is perfect for getting for free." <laughs> uh, you know, Dan, I think your meal was perfect for Boston Market. You know, your thirty thirty one and a half hour stream was perfect for me not giving you a cent for watching it. And I'm like, that's a really bizarre <laughs> thing I- to say. You're like, but I have great ideas for stream goals. <laughs> oh man. Uh those are the only two things that I, I really played this week other than that demo that we briefly talked about. Okay, this uh, this comic's actually good. So I'm posting it. <laughs> okay, I'll put it looks that. Like, looks, looks, looks like somebody should have kept their mouth, fucking mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Some, so, somebody put a fucking denim jacket on that dude on the pedestal and just make him say it to create sucks. Anyways, you know, you know, I I'm reading that. Oh no, like knuckles. Oh no, that is an iconic. Oh no. That yep. was, that was it, feel. Yeah, that's it. That's all I played. I think so. I think it's time for something. What justice? Pod lords. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, or oh, justice. Man. Or oh, both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can really go either way on this. You know, this week. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're settling on the pod lords <laughs> instead of justice. Okay. Pod lords such as E. Lee Broyles, Corey Brown. I don't think this was in the last week. Woo! Whoa! Elibits be upon ye! Yo! Red Blaze 27, who I, you know, people noticed on another on another YouTuber's channel was like, hey, please review this. And it was a Castlevania 3 music thing. I was like, oh shit, Red Blaze 27! <laughs> <laughs> fuck the Bruins. Guys, what the fuck are the Bruins? Aren't they a baseball team? Yeah. Suzu Shiro. <laughs> Emperor Zero. Shibuya Gato. Yuji Naka's lawyer two minutes into the trial. Rado and the Forest Messenger. <laughs> I'd play that 3D platformer. One or one shades of wonderful remastered. 
WTF, Spider-Man. Front-facing nose pass and front-facing Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, uh, you're saying we're some sort of spy times family? (laughs) No. No. Definitely not. Uh... DFW 3K. Tactical espionage action. Popcorn, this image is so dark. Could you have brought it up? I had to look really closely to figure out what was in this. Yeah, can you up the gamma on this one? <laughs> Trumpet sounds. <laughs> shiny, <laughs> shiny View is clearly excited for third gen. <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> Well, well, Mr. Yuji Naka, if it isn't the consequences of your own actions. <laughs> the way you were reading it, I was like, is, is Columbo coming to solve the mystery? <laughs> uh, uh, just, Mr. Uh, Naka, just one more thing. Oh, I have here a, a list of every single thing you've ever done. <laughs> this page is empty. Rido Kuzanoha and Nocturne Figma pre-order waiting room. Mm. Me, IRL. Kyle Bjork. Fuck the pod. Oh, Lord. Maddie Moe. BN12. Iron Aggro. Blig the Blue. Schlig this poo. FF14 fact. The god of commerce is also the god of death and is worshipped by the potato people. Yep. Those rats. Awful bastards. They're delightful. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rising and Riding. Scoopy Banoopy. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for Bugs next time. But God, it's Yuji Naka. He's cashing in to be the top story of the week. God, there's only a couple ways he could do that again. God, yeah. <laughs> Him and KG Unifune started a new company. <laughs> they both got the Batari rings. Dan, that I, I hate to tell you this, but that's one of those things that you say, and it's going to be you having the gift of prophecy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. Our names before were Yuji Naka and Keiji Nifuna. I guess with this fusion, we'll be called Dipshit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wish to fix housing crisis in your favorite MMO? Yeah, no worries, my friend. I have just the solution. Very sharp. KZ, watch out. Michael Jordan gave your son diabetes. Oh no, it's type 2, the one they were never able to cure. <laughs> Only Charles Barkley had a degree in diabetes instead of basketball. <laughs> yes, it sure was a piece of dialogue. My Italian jeans going to DEFCON 2, witnessing a Fazoli's Cup at work when I've never seen that place in my area before. <laughs> <laughs> And then they look, yeah, they are wearing the uniform. They work at a Fazoli's now. It's like how Tim Sweeney just has a Popeye's cup for no reason. 
AG's Bird Facts. Toucans are omnivorous. From fruits and fungi to insects and eggs, their beak is even serrated like a knife. That's dangerous. I like toucans. They're so powerful. I like toucanon. You like toucans? Big Peter uh, Molyneux like fan? Oh, you know, okay. like um, well, like the Pokemon Sun and Moon bird. Yeah. That, that always looks like eternally upset. Yeah. Me seeing Activision crashing and burning. See, <laughs> see normally, normally pop lords like stick a gif as their avatar, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh god, I gotta find the right frame. No, this person just uploaded this one frame. <laughs> they knew the one. God, they that's, rule. That's correct. Drive type cam. Brandon Hanabarger. Mitzi. Indigo Sykes. Ladies, did you know that my Pristone has a shelf life of five years? <laughs> oh no! This Podlord is stuck in the inescapable Conical Pit! No! Oh no! <laughs> God, that thing's awesome. Love trap it. Look at that little shit, guy. Shit like that is why people are like, but she drew this in more than ten minutes, right? <laughs> like, no, she she just can art. <laughs> it's fucking dope. Love this little dude. He was the viewer icon for a while, just eating anyone who came by. Nice! A raccoon that really wants to know how much money Embracer Group has. <laughs> <laughs> money isn't real. That's true. King Frost, hero. My son has been very unfunny with this car, he-ho. So as pun he meant, he's reading all tomorrow's ho. Oh, okay. Hey, um, do you know where the Supreme Court justice is asleep at night? Just asking for a friend. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> Who is that? Well, that's Trevor Moore. That's, uh, yeah, that's Trevor Moore from Wise Kids You Know. That's, that, that's, see, that's a direct, that is a direct quote from him. And nothing anyone else has said ever. Mm -hmm. It's only a quote from Trevor Moore, the man who is deceased. Uh -huh. You cannot assign this quote to anyone on this podcast or who gives us money. It's <laughs> right. only yeah. a quote and nothing else. <laughs> I would never talk about the Supreme Court. I read Goosebumps. A podlord with a normal hitbox. <laughs> what a deranged game. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 grab. What is this? It's Melty Blood, I think. Yeah, I think oh it's Melty Blood. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the French bread special. Veerwarm. Brain fried from work. No funny today. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I don't know. This is kind of funny. Eighth generation heroes. See, it doesn't have the same ring, so. Featuring the yeah. ghost of seven gentlemen. I can see you're no greenhorn when it comes to pre-21st century b-ball vernacular and colloquialisms. True. Arc Seaside has as Radvinat. Henceforth, he shall shred. Hell yeah, let's go. I'm glad Tom Barry's there too. Yep. The Super Mim. Lane's World 25. Why, with the right breeding and training, 
I could defeat the Elite Four with one Rattata. Would you believe it? One. <laughs> Sarlene. What? This is like some last minute shit. What the fuck is this, Podlord? <laughs> Podlord, uh, we even started late today. Yeah, we did. Like, come on. It's like nine o'clock. <laughs> A Camellio skating around. <laughs> okay, worth it. Take the money, Dan. We got. Is that it? Oh, that's it. And thank you very much to our podlord. Thank you, podlord. Thank you. Thank you, podlord. Thank you, podlord. If, yeah. And if you'd like to become a podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreoncom podcast. For as little as five dollars a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach, our anime review podcast. Where we review all of Bleach. We just finished the Bound Arc. The only human beings in history to have ever watched the entire Bound Arc and then discussed it at length. The untold psychological damage will haunt us for the rest of our lives. Uh, extended armchair dead pitches and game permission permissions. When the format of those shows forces to leave ideas on the floor for dogs to eat, and uh, uh, a patron exclusive show one per month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and then talk about that's patreon.com slash gb podcast and if you don't have any money it helps us immeasurably if you spread the word tell your friends and whatnot and if you don't have any friends or money you can build a time machine so you can go back into the past and change the past so you have money and friends but then a child will show up and tell you that you can't actually change the past and he won't elaborate it on it in any way about why you can't actually change the past he'll just say it like he knows it and then you will go back and, and seemingly achieve your goal, but then it won't work and, and, and nothing will elaborate it ever. Uh, that's patreon.com slash GV podcast. Untold Thank psychological you. damage like me at a Wendy's and when they fuck up my order in two different ways, I go, wow, this person's a regular Jinkaria. We have a different plan for your baked potatoes. <laughs> I didn't realize these bullets in here were just an image. I was freaking out. I was like, why do these bullets look so weird in Feels News? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to type them out. So I just no, that's, shot them. that's totally fucking fair. I just spent a while <laughs> that, going, how did he even make it look like this? <laughs> and it know, wasn't until totally I clicked it. And I'm like, the oh, subject. Okay. this is a fucking image. <laughs> Uh, I'll get my news out of the way really fast. Uh, as expected, mm. as pros- prophesied uh, last year or super early this year, DigiTimes confirmed uh, TSMC, which is Taiwan Semiconductor, is going to be producing the new smaller PS5 between second and third quarter this year. That's when they'll start producing those. It's uh, going to be smaller fab size for the chips, which in turn should make it less hot and need less electricity. So they should be able to, well, I don't know, design the PS5 to not be absolutely fucking massive. <laughs> Maybe let it sit flat or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was really good because I saw this news and I'm like, that's cool. And I saw two people talking about it. One was like, well, maybe finally they could produce enough for us to buy one. And the other person goes, who's we? Because <laughs> they already own one. <laughs> anyway, that's the news. I'm excited about that. Weirdly enough, I'm pretty like... The PS5, like, unlike a lot of cutting-edge, actually high-performance consoles over the years, doesn't seem to have heat problems. So I don't feel the need to escape. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Which there definitely was that with every 7th gen system. <laughs> other than the <laughs> Wii. Uh, so I don't know. Let's do a quick poll. Bob, yeah. if they made a new revision, let's say they chop $100 off of it. 
Would you trade in your model PS5 and get a smaller one if it was a, a little bit less quirky in its design and could sit flat on a thing for 400 <sighs> That's really hard, but I probably would do it if I had the extra money, if I had any extra money at all. I'd probably just jump at I it. guess at some point you could... You could probably still sell your PS5 for what you paid for it, even if they dropped the price by 100 That's true. You would just want to secure the new one up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in that case, it seems like a winning move for anyone <laughs> with a <laughs> PS5. I don't know. I, I don't hate the PS5's design. I hate that I can't even move it around slightly because that stands like, I'm going to fall off. I'm going to fall off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. In, even with the minimal amount of moving mine I do, I'm like, no, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How are, how are you two feeling on KZ, Feel? Um, I, I, I would just stick with, with mine unless there's like yeah. some, some, some benefit. Like when I put the, it somewhere, the, the, it's just fine. It's, it's just, it's, it's living. It's good. The the most I'd consider is, is buying one and just holding it in the, because I'm desperately afraid of my PS5 failing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's a one. Tough year. Oh yeah. So, but if I could walk into a store and get one, then no, I'd just be like, okay, no, it died. I have to go to Walmart. That's true. Yeah, it, it does get weird. But, because but, the I, but I feel like we're still a couple years off from being able to walk into a store and get one of these. Although the, maybe by the end of the, the year. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Feel feels like, and he's not wrong to feel this way. It will take four whole years <laughs> into the gen for it to be like I walked into a store and saw one. <laughs> yeah, I don't re- I don't want to think about the concept of me trying to go online to buy a video game machine unless it's a new Nintendo product. Yeah, Switch, like, Switch, Switch 2 is going to be hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we're still we're still in the ballpark of of, of, the, of the PS5 being 750 to 850 dollars scalped. So the, the demand is still high and the supply is still low. N- not not as low as people claim it is because I think they've shipped like 30 million ish yeah they shipped as many as they did of the ps4 so it's really a demand thing (laughs) it's really funny though bob because this has made something easy okay what's that this has made one specific thing really easy to point out hey dan when were you the most right ever God damn it. <laughs> when I spent six whole fucking months telling people, yeah, this is going to be the hardest it's ever been to get a fucking console, get your pre-orders in. If you even give a remote shit, get your pre-orders in and cancel. Even Bob was like there with me on that. <laughs> and then... Yeah, bro, you, you, had me, you had me convinced and you were right because I ended up on launch day with two PS5s because Walmart wouldn't let me quit. And to think it was easier for you to get two PS5s then than it is to get a PS5 now, at least in my experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Oh, yeah, because that... It just appeared. I have <laughs> stopped seeing PS5 listings frequently. I, it's usually I, some yeah. weirdo thing like, oh, Costco has it. It's like, well, that's not even... You can't, Not everyone can even use that. You need the Costco discount program or whatever to get, get in there. Yeah, I, I see that it, it, for stores where it's like, are you a veteran? You have access to this shopping center website? Yeah. I, I've yeah. actually it, had numerous opportunities, but they are absolutely coming less often nowadays. 100% that is not imagined. It, it really seems like Sony is leaning more into we do it through our own yeah they are doing that's those the, that's more the often. only that's the only that's the only way we can like keep people from keep scalpers from getting them uh but that's it for my news uh let's go to bob 
Sure. You got any specific ones you want to hear about? The top one, because what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the, the Toho Empires has been announced. What? Is, what? It's an RTS, which is blatantly a ripoff of Age of Empires. He <laughs> <laughs> plays Toho characters. <laughs> I need to see this. Yeah, I need to see this right now. This right oh my now. god, I, I want to play this. <laughs> I Day one purchase. No, no problem. We will have the Idiot Empire. Uh, it's made by Nep- Netpia, uh-huh. or Neatpia, I'm not sure, uh, who previously made Gensoku Defenders, uh, which is a Toho Tower defense game. So this is obviously the next step up from that. <laughs> Dude, this rules. I'm looking at this trailer. But yeah, it's coming to Steam. That's great. We yeah. should check this out. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go look at it. Bob, how sad is it that I constantly sit here and go... Uh, the games I'm most interested in covering early are like absolute like tiny bottom tier publisher doujin stuff. Yeah, no, there was another Toho game that came out last week. I almost bought and talked about this week. But I was like, you know, I just did that with another game that didn't end up very great. Maybe I don't for two weeks in a row. I just <laughs> this is I can't believe this exists. I'm dying. This is this rules. This is absolutely great. I'm so <laughs> glad they're doing this. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this news in, Bob. No problem. I got another uh, weird game that no one's ever heard of. Okay, go. Off the Grid. Okay, Okay. that sounds like a couple games that have shipped. Get this. It's a AAA third-person shooter battle royale narrative game. What? (laughs) Ooh. AAA third-person shooter battle royale with narrative progression. Yeah. um, It's made with... Let's see. They... Chief Visionary Officer Neil Blomkamp of District what? 9 and Elysium fame. What? <laughs> okay, what? I, I try, what? <laughs> when did what happen? I I'm glad I saved. No, you're not safe. <laughs> One mode, I didn't hear it. Let me just do it now. Half in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck movies. Oh, man, it's coming to uh, <laughs> PS5 series systems or Xbox series systems PC. Uh, on in 2023, what the fuck? They're calling it Battle Royale 2.0. <laughs> what? Uh, it's see, it's gonna have cool. 150 players fighting online in PvP, but there's also PvE story missions, and they're very unclear as if they're happening at the same time or in separate areas. Huh. They make it sound like it's all one big map. You're just doing both on at the same time. Now, see, this is really confusing, Bob, uh-huh. because here it says they have 150 people fighting. Yeah, 150. And in Halo, they said Battle Royale's 12 people. <laughs> oh, my God, no. How did we get these two extremes right on top of each other? <laughs> this is insane. What do you... <laughs> yeah, it's super confusing and sounds like it's just a bunch of idea guy ideas shoved out there. I have no idea what's going to come out of this. <laughs> Um, like be excited. Go sign up for the newsletter on playoffthegrid.com. <laughs> Man, this website doesn't really have a whole lot. No, it really doesn't. At least there's a teaser, but it's completely pre-rendered. Yeah, it's completely pre-rendered. It's just some bald dude walking up and he has a blade arm. Let, let me put it this way, guys. He's in tactical gear. So, you know, imagine Snake from Metal Gear Solid 4 with, you know, ammo packs and things on the front and back. But it's just unimpressive looking black camo sort of gear. And he has an arm blade and a gun. And, and and then he looks at a city and there are bullets and he runs at it and they end it. 
have you seen the movie Elysium? It looks like that guy. His gear, not the dude himself, but just the same. Like What's I'm again? a white dude with some really basic looking gear. Once again, out. I thought I was safe here. Oh, like we cover <laughs> fucking video games. I'm like, no one's gonna ever ask us to cover like Neil Blomkamp stuff on fucking Gigabit's podcast network. I'm safe. Huh. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and he hasn't done a movie since Chappie, which is years ago now. So nobody can ask us. <laughs> yeah. I know. It felt really safe. Mm-hmm. No one was like, go back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this Flintstones podcast is great, but if you could watch Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last piece of news I got, they announced the date for the Summer Game Fest 2022 showcase. This is the big Jeff Keighley show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be June 9th, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. at Eastern time. Thank you for not putting it on my girlfriend's birthday. Cool. By the way, fuck I'm Microsoft not- for putting it on my girlfriend's birthday. Yeah, I, I knew it. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> we're all right around that area. It had to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every day we're on the shore. Every year we're on the shore. It's the end of X-Men first class. <laughs> the boats are all firing. Um, it's going to be on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and also showed in IMAX theaters live. Yep. <laughs> okay, go. sure. And it's going to immediately afterwards go into Days of D- of the Devs, which is made by uh, Double Fine. Yeah. And I am 8-Bit. Mm-hmm. It's their like indie game showcase. See, it's like Day of the Dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's, it's always bad. It's always like the worst indie show of the year, um, which is sad. <laughs> I don't I, I hope that this is better because it's leading directly in from Jeff Keighley's show itself instead of being all separate day or anything. It's all just right there. <sighs> I don't know. I think once the real show ends, it's just like, man, let's join us now as we go to the dumpster. Yeah, I, I bet Jeff Keighley will swoop up every <laughs> good looking indie game and put it in, in, in his show. And then there's just going to be the refuse left for this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to show you all for the second time. Toho Empire. <laughs> yes. Let's go, baby. As you can see, I have been made into a Toho and am in the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're also going to be showing the Game Awards in the IMAX theaters. Cool. So there's that. That's great. You get that experience. Yeah, I remember watching um, reaction videos years ago. Of, Here's Sony's E3 at a theater. That seemed like a really cool idea. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a good quality broadcast, I don't know what quality they're spitting out. Right. Yeah. I assume it's decent. I wouldn't want that thing to look like a bad YouTube video. <laughs> right. And I'm not even sure if theater projectors can go at 60 frames per second. I'm not sure if that if they work like that. Oh, that's a that's a really good point. I have no idea. Huh. I mean, they're digital. You would yeah, you, you would think. think. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I never once thought of that. Uh, please look forward to the future of Gigaboot's live streaming <laughs> Game Awards from fucking a theater we rented out. Jesus. Dude, that's so good. I'm bringing hot dogs. <laughs> but that, that's all the news I got. Great. Let's move over to KZ. Hey, KZ. All right. First up, in, in terms of games that are doomed <laughs> and have been doomed for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake uh, is switching developers to Ubisoft Montreal, but it was formerly being made by Ubisoft Mumbai and 
Poon? I don't know how to pronounce that one. I, I would either assume it's Pune or Pune, but I'm going to look it up. It's in India. I'm going to... It seems die. to be Puna. Puna? Puna. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, they switched over to Ubisoft Montreal for this. Um, and they said they still don't have a release date. Uh, reminder, this game was originally announced in September of 2020 with a release date four months later of January 2021. But everyone said that game looked like shit, so they delayed it 18 times. This is... <laughs> How do you fumble the bag on something this basic? Maybe... Maybe Ubisoft Montreal can actually turn this into a remake anyone wants to play. I have no doubt that they can. <laughs> because yeah, they, we, it'll done just anything. won't be until 2024. Which mm. is fine. There's no rush on remaking Prince of Persia again, again, again. I mean, there there might be a rush on shipping something when Ubisoft is your publisher. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why you'd say that, Phil. That's <laughs> no, fine. They get to talk about... So we have a bunch of projects that are nowhere near done in this remake of this one game. Anyways, will you buy us, Sony? Sony's like, no. <laughs> the Prince of yeah, Persia isn't that they're getting, they're, getting, <laughs> they're getting bought by some fucking publisher, or not publisher, by some equity firm that has a name like Deathstone, and then we're never <laughs> going to hear from them ever again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much I'm like... I don't want to see even even companies I'm I'm not particularly fond of most of their games. I don't want to see them go. But if it's from something called Deathstone, <laughs> I will 100% hope that. It's, it's really weird that Ubisoft opened their E3 conference by literally mulching Eve Guillermo on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucked up how now they're owned. The company that owns them also makes drones. <laughs> <laughs> Man, their new Ghost Recon game's a little weird. It's very realistic. <laughs> it's very realistic. Wow, wow. It, it, has, it has such a budget, it's almost like the State Department likes it. <laughs> I feel like I'm using real camera feeds on a lot of this. It's so realistic. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, this seems to be one of those what, streaming what? games, because uh, sometimes I see what? some macro blocking that seems a little weird for a video game. <laughs> this this is weird. Why, why, do all, why are all the missions blowing up weddings? <laughs> oh! <laughs> KZ, do you have any other news? Uh, yes, I do have one more piece of news. Uh, gaming industry Thanos, Embracer Group, mm -hmm. has uh, has bought uh, some stuff from Square, uh, according to my list here, their entire Western division for $300 million. Good. This is this... unambiguously positive for everyone involved. So, <laughs> so makes Square look like absolute clowns for not being able to do anything with this. Uh, yeah, yeah they, of course. They, it is, it is sir, it's not for a lack of trying. They gave them so much fucking money. They were dumping first party Sony money into these games. And it's just like, yeah, we made a bunch of sevens. Yeah, it's weird because like they did three fucking Tomb Raider games in a row that are the same fucking she's going to become the Tomb Raider. And then they did one and a half Deus Ex. <laughs> and then they made a couple bad Marvel games. Yeah, on, on stream, I kind of just off the top of my head detailed every single problem a Western developed uh, Square game went, where it's like, oh man, they made one good Tomb Raider, so they uh, allowed Microsoft to pay them to kneecap their own franchise mm -hmm. through exclusivity. They, except except they, that game didn't make money. None of them made money. Like, I went and... I, I, to make sure I wasn't crazy, I went and checked the price history on every platform of every Tomb Raider game. Okay. Those things went down to under $20 almost instantly, all three. 
and they usually went, they very often went down below five. Yeah, I know. I bought so the first like Tomb Raider the, like super value uh, only a few weeks after launch. It's funny because that so, first Tomb Raider. So when has they're been like, on, it sold, it sold ten million copies, and I'm like, yeah, most of them were for five dollars. It's funny because that first Tomb Raider game's literally on every streaming platform I've tried. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they got to ring the fucking mop. Yeah, it felt like they needed some sort of management and vision for those things. And yeah, they, they never got it. Yeah, and, the, and, and then like Casey was saying, they kneecapped it with the second game because they put it on Xbox, a place where no one cared. It was Tomb Raider. Everyone had a PlayStation who cared about that. A lot, yeah. I, I don't think that actually affected the sales, though. I think that one sold fine, and then the third one also sold fine. Oh, I think, I think that absolutely affected the sales because by the time it came to PlayStation, people already knew it sucked. They absolutely <laughs> would have jumped on that sword had they not known. Yeah. Yes. Because it was like a whole year. Yeah. Yeah, it was an entire year. The idea that they not only took that, but then decided we're just going to launch it on top of Fallout 4. I, I that, have to wonder that, if it... Uh, rise the... It <laughs> sold 12 million copies, though, so... It, I'm trying to remember um, when Uncharted 4 came out, because I feel like that delay might have pushed it after that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened, but so, let me look it up. Yeah, it would have happened, because it was... it was um, Uncharted 4 was 2016, Rise of the Tomb Raider was 2015. Uh, oh, wait, wait, 2015 and on, P- on, and on Xbox. PS4. Oh. And then, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like... <laughs> but, like, the problem with these was always that nobody gave a fuck. Nobody's ever given a fuck. That's why they would only buy them for super budget prices. And I don't even know why they went that low, because that isn't like a Square Enix thing. Like, they, they're actually very the opposite, like... Near Automata was like forty dollars until like 2020. Oh, that's a very Square Enix with Western Studios thing. Yeah, they they've done nothing but prove they have no idea how to manage them. Yeah, so at so, least so good. they're so getting good. Get rid of free them. from that. Uh, yeah, looking this up. Yeah, Uncharted Four came out in May of 2016, so they delayed oh. Tomb Raider to come out like five months after Uncharted Four. Which oh, yeah, but- that. Mm. Yeah, it's not it's it's not a good it's not a good case. And you like look at some of their other stuff where it's like the second Deus Ex game was supposed to be much bigger, but they uh, they just chopped it at the knees to try and do a trilogy and then just never did the third one. And then Legacy of Kane just gets the shortest end of the stick where they're like, we did a beta for multiplayer. The Hitman one is so embarrassing where they're like, we're going to bring things back to what people liked about Hitman and try and make this like really cool formula where you're repeating a bunch instead of that set PC absolution one. Where I was like, okay, let's do it episodically. Yeah, uh, and, then, you, and then they just and then so, they abandoned them, and then fucking that studio went back and made two more, and just continued to and it. killed and it. it. Like, like it's and so it's like, come like, on. And 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 they did they did Sleeping Dogs, and then we're like, this was really successful. Let's kill it and make this insane online MMO thing nobody under the sun wants. <sighs> But yeah, but and, this, and, this, this, like this, this is yeah. so much better. And and then you're, I mean, it's it's not better for Tomb Raider fans because you're never getting a game as expensive as those th- those three Tomb Raider games ever again, bro. I'm sorry. Don't worry, the Tomb Raider fans didn't even like those. <laughs> there, there are. I, I, I would go as far to say as there's no such thing as a real Tomb Raider fan. I think you end up in a weird group where the old school Tomb Raider fans were maybe not the fan of the newest ones. And then and there then are the people new, who then, casually care about the new ones. Right. I don't know but, if anyone who's like, oh, that's my favorite game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems impossible. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's a real opportunity now that Embracer Group owns them that, you know, they'll get funding in some sort of bi- vision and scope and structure to ship a fucking Tomb Raider game that isn't the same one they did three times in a row. Yeah. Yeah. No, I they mean, need I, some direction I, I, that I, is not that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the reason those Tomb Raider games ended up that way is because nobody wanted to make them. And Square Enix was like, this is the biggest IP you have. Make it make it uncharted hey guess what that's the story and then of that tomb happened raider. three times that's the story of tomb raider the entire uh, fucking the, time the, outside this of is, the first this two. is good because uh <laughs> like embracer group probably put like unreal engine 4 remakes of gex 2 and 3 into production yesterday uh you're we're almost like the chance of getting a legacy of Kane game is now 10 million times more likely yeah thank christ yeah, even they, if, even if it's even if it's just bringing back the old ones right i i feel um, like they, they're the most prone to like that fits their brand more than anything else in this whole transaction yeah i, I mean, was honestly like, joking yeah, like why of, ever make a darksiders game again you have legacy of Kane. meanwhile i'm like <laughs> cross them over yes that works too <laughs> Yeah, immediately like, when this when this happened, I'm like, if if there's any company that's going to take IPs and corporations don't care about anymore, it's THQ Nordic, where it's just like, we yeah, can sell this for forty bucks and make some bank. Yeah, if um, it turns out people with vision realize there's more than just the sixty and seventy dollar part of the market. Yeah, it feels they, like they're uh, the only ones. Yeah, and they they own so many Euro jank RPG studios. Deus Ex can come back with one of them. <laughs> It can have a million systems that are insane, and the people who like Deus Ex will clap so hard their hands become stubs. It would be it would be funny. Deus Ex is probably the only game franchise where you could be like, "We are developing a game. When's it shipping? When it's done." And you get to spend the next eight years making it, <laughs> and, and the whole way people get happier and happier that you're spending this long because it's just like, "Oh, thank God, it's the opposite of last time." Yeah, they'll be like. Oh, they showed a Deus Ex trailer. That jump looks fucked up and like it feels bad. <laughs> this game's gonna be a 10. Fucking <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> finally. God. So long as they don't do but, what, what I think it was Human Revolution did, where, where there's so many forced hacking minigames in that shit. This one's like, I think five hours of my gameplay is just this, like it's Pipe Dream and Bioshock. Yeah, it's like our playthrough of Bioshock where every time I'm like, Bob, no, stop. I wish this this had come up with like a list of IPs that Embracer bought. Yeah, it it came out as just like they now have access to Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Gex, Legacy of Cain, and a bunch of back catalog games that Square's made. I'll bet that the it's, Studios. it's I bet if we look at that list that they put up for hey, you can make these indie games with us, you can pitch an indie game to us. If you look <laughs> oh, at that, yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be all of those, which is just embarrassing. And honestly, I wish I wish Square somehow sold them Taito too. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I I it would be great if Taito was doing more, and it'd be great if Konami just sold them Hudson Soft. <laughs> <laughs> We get a fucking bonk game in 2022. Jesus. Let's go. <laughs> but but yeah, like not not only is this okay, now these IPs are used. Now Square Enix won't be throwing 150 million dollars into these games that nobody is going to really care about at all. It's it just seems bizarre to me because Tomb Raider is one of the most like iconic gaming IPs. And I'll agree Deus Ex, not that Gex, definitely not that. Like in the city of Kane, not that. But each of these has a really strong appeal where you can't convince me that you can't make money with these. 
You just have to have I agree, but you, you can't make money with an IP if you're not going to ever make a game in that IP. Exactly. Like, they uh, they obviously don't want to have a Western studio anymore, and and they're obviously not going to, and nor would I want them to, to devote their own internal resources to make... Like, even if I... Like, I'm not a Legacy of Kane fan, because I haven't played those games, but even if I was, I wouldn't want Square Enix internally to make one. Yeah, no, that would be fucking awful <laughs> that would be bizarre that would be at best bizarre it would end up weirdly enough just coming out like a uh, stranger of paradise like the art style and you'd be like this doesn't this isn't like a cfk <laughs> yeah so so there's this there's this element of that and then it's like and now now they're at like the people who mine out every single ip and do something with them yeah and I, I, I yeah. think a Gex remake would be cool. They do the bikini bottom thing with it. Yeah, yeah. It seems, yeah. It seems like fairly easy to just. Were was plop was that Embracer down. Group involved in those fucking horrible Bubsy revivals? I don't was think that, they was were. One of their mini ten were one of their mini tendrils. I don't think they <laughs> like, were. It feels those. like something that they let's, would do, doesn't it? But who knows? Let's see. Black. D- nope. They're owned by the, the company that made them owned by THQ Nordic. <laughs> They're everywhere. All right. So wait a so, second. Yes. Yeah, so I, I they, they own Duke Nukem Creator 3D Realms. We could just get a Deus yes. Ex made by that. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I would rather the create the creators of Duke Nukem who who kind of aren't right now. I think I think the current version of 3D Realms is some Eurojank studio who own the name now. Okay. I go hide. But 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 they can make Duke Nukem because now they they own Gearbox who owns Duke Nukem. Oh. And you know who can make Deus Ex? Piranha Bites. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is or, uh, or, a net. Or they, or they can buy uh, Spiders. I don't even know if sp- Spiders might already be owned by them. I'm not actually sure. That seems like the kind of company that would be owned by them. It sure does. <laughs> no, they're owned, no, they're, no, they're owned by, uh, by Nacon, who will be bought by THQ Nordic within the next year. God. They will consume all. <laughs> So in the deal, there is uh, three other IPs that are listed that they still own, which are Just Cause, Life is Strange, and Outriders. Now, just, two of those I'd are successful and make money. Outriders is <laughs> it's it's been it's it's been not enough time, so you'd feel bad. Like like Life is Strange has been really successful for Square Enix. Like fucking Zoomers yeah. love that game. Um, and Just Cause seems to sell a lot at a reasonable price yeah and i guess they never owned the studios that made just cause like avalanche yeah no that no avalanche that's avalanche in fact same yeah, for life is strange life is strange is really funny where it's like the ori- the original devs aren't even involved <laughs> anymore and it's like they made and they got a new fucking studio to make a prequel and three and three looks visually way better yeah um i will say one positive that can that could immediately be gleaned i'm like one, this this leads to one thing. They're never going to do like a, a a Square Enix only show ever again. But if they ever did, boy, did they cut out so much filler. I bet they'll still do some. I'm like trying. I, I feel free marketing. I feel like they can just bring things they like to other people now. I feel like I'm I'm trying to think of the filler. Western games. <laughs> well, yeah, but specifically. Yeah, like, like I'm I, trying to think of like because the the Guardians the, of the Galaxy was filler last yeah, year. They gave us like a 15 minute segment. Yeah, sure the, did. the problem wasn't the game though. The problem was how long they stayed on it. But but and then they did it again. Didn't 
was it a, the Sony show or the Square Enix show where it's like, here's our 20 minute long look at Avengers with the voice actors coming out to talk about it. That wasn't that was anyone's Square. main show, but that was, that may have been a Square it, show. It, wa- it wasn't? Yeah, I think Square. it was at yeah, Square's, that... it was Square's like yeah, I think on stage yeah. show. They had him like come out and sit on couches. Sorry, I thought the sentence yeah. you just said implied it was one of the other guy's main show. But yes, Square totally no, I, rolled I, I, out I the Marvel thing. Yeah, I I couldn't remember whether or not it was it's Square Enix's E3 show or if, like, for some reason they had roped Sony into doing it, that. It would yeah. be really great. I don't know, guys. Then the next Square Enix thing, they get to, I don't know, present Perfect Dark. <laughs> God, that's the most fucked up end. Because like, we spent years being like, they obviously have no idea what to do with their Western studios. They yeah. obviously have no idea what to do with it. And then it's like... uh yeah, Square dropped off, dropped them off at Microsoft's house, and just won't take them back. It's like okay, okay, that yeah, that is that is like really. That's the r- nail really in the funny. coffin of they just it, don't know or care, right? And the funny thing yeah. is, they did renounce it. They will, in fact, continue to work on that, even though they're owned by Embracer Group. Sure, well, yeah. I mean, no, no, Microsoft's checks, Microsoft's money spends the same as anybody else's. Yeah, it was um. I was thinking. I was thinking about how complicated this deal might be because I was seeing places say that Embracer Group like retains their current the the Westerns currently released games like the the Marvel stuff, and okay. if, if Marvel just says says no to this thing that they might get delisted entirely, which I'm like Jesus. Oh no! Okay, they, they'll, uh, lo- they'll lose the ten players. Uh, Bob, if it gets delisted, we have to yeah, give it a chance. So, I know. Yeah, that I is know. No. Yeah, yeah, but I but I mean other stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy that's like well liked and. They they slaved like half a decade to make that goddamn game. Well, at least know. that's not a service yeah, like, game. Like that's not a service game. There are physical discs of those that think they're out. That helps. Yeah, that helps. That helps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just not gonna okay. I'm not not gonna be so, cool when things get delisted off of like so fear so. so fear effect has to be one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even fucking know. Like <laughs> it, it could be anything. They said fifty. <laughs> I mean, they have a ton of IPs. Yeah. They have an absurd amount. There's also the part of this story where they, uh, Square told us what they were going to do with that money. That yeah, they got. they're going to put it into yeah, the blockchain. Yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, cloud man. gaming and AI. And uh, let, 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 let's say, okay, okay. Gamer Premonition. In one year from today, <laughs> will they have launched anything related to any of these? I say no. KZ? No. Dan launched, launched. Hell no! Nah. <laughs> I'm counting launched as we have announced our new subdivision that has this person in charge of it. No, that's not it launching. Be- <laughs> yeah, I was that like, well, that, 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 that division. Is- they haven't launched a product. They haven't launched a thing with that technology. That's not a launch. Launch is I can go on a website and try and do a thing that may involve me paying something. Or engaging. Right. If they if they sit there and tell me Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two has AI, <laughs> thanks to our investment in AI, I will go, okay, that counts. But if it's just like, we're working on blockchain stuff, is a PR statement that comes out in November, fuck no, that doesn't count. I'm going to say no, like, nothing. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a thing where it's like, we're working on a thing so the investors stop asking us about it, but we will do nothing with I noticed I, that does seem how it's going to be going to go. The jet. I think Japan is on like a four month delay. 
compared to the West with stuff like this. Yeah. So every Western studio is like, everybody screams at us every time we mention it, and money laundering laws have now made them fall through the floor. So I guess we're I guess we're ripping that shit out. So I bet in four months no Japanese company will ever mention this shit again, except Konami. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, like, I think they're gonna keep mulching money on it, though. I think that that will happen yeah. for I, at least another year I until maybe the investors finally they, drop it. I I don't think they've mulched any money though. I think it's just like, have you ever like, uh, have you ever like had a boss at work who's like, "Hey, do this," and you're like, I, "That doesn't need to be done," and I don't want to, and you're never going to check on me ever again. So I'm just going to say yes, I'll do that, and then I won't. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when Square thought- announced their. Uh- yeah, 2012 is when they announced their fucking cloud gaming service or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. shut it down already. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 been ten fucking years of we're gonna do it. It's gonna happen, right? Well, well, they started it, then they put Yoichi Wada, the most cursed man to have ever lived, in charge of it. Uh, <laughs> then they then they shut it down and were like, uh, we uh, we lost twenty million dollars on it. Yeah, that's the Which thing. Which is probably how this is going to go in, in, in yeah. 2024. We'll hear we started all that shit and lost it and, and lost $550 million. Right, yeah. exactly. They, they still have to hire, hire people to sit in that room and get paid for like <laughs> half a year. Paid. Here's a thing we can make God. with lead paint. We can't ship a product with lead paint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, it, at least AI has any potential of, of based on what kind of AI it is, of being useful for anything ever. AI is the most vague shit in the world. It's like an NES game has AI. Do you mean machine learning? Like, what do you mean AI, right? motherfucker? It, it does seem like a bullet point they put up it's there without a, having is, back it up at all. It's literally one <laughs> See, very that, thin layer removed from we are investing in programming. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that it's, it's investor speak, which has to, by design, be meaningless. <laughs> Because if you get if you get even one step more specific than that, investors get scared and run away and won't give you money. <laughs> you have to say we're investing in technology. You will have a ten thousand percent return on your investment at some point within the next within the life of our star. C- give me fifty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, by, by the way, uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, uh, 10,000% return on your Gigaboots podcasting network investment sometime before the end of the, the life of the star. Just uh, send that $50 million yeah. to uh, our Patreon and uh, we'll, we'll get right on making you money. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we can start a Tesla yeah. product and podcast. That would be nothing. That would be so easy compared to what we do. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been very critical of you, Mr. Musk, Mr. Musk for uh, $50 million. I will have a very public change of heart <laughs> your words moved me into a bigger house <laughs> weird from that day forth feel only ever spoke in the movie suit voice <laughs> Casey died of a heart attack <laughs> uh, we now move to feel for news I have one item and it's a nightmare. Let's get through it. <laughs> yeah! um, uh, the city of New- the city in New York is uh, suing Activision. <laughs> uh, very the, uh, the reason they are suing them is because various New York City public pensions own stock in Activision. That's very common. Um, basically, they say 
Uh, Activision's actions hurt the value of their investment, specifically Kotex actions. 100% true. Pretty much undeniable. Right. <laughs> um, uh, they want a bunch of documents that hopefully Activision hasn't destroyed. Uh, they say the Microsoft deal, which is still pending uh, regulator approval, uh, allows Kotick to escape with a golden parachute and his directors just to escape yep. while just damaging the company and just and escaping with a payday. So they don't want that to happen. Literally the entire uh, goal. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's like uh, you can't just say also, what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it also says that Microsoft's ninety five dollars a share are, offer undervalues the company because that's how much it was worth before this shit started coming out. Yeah. Yeah, once again, this is so, an escape and normally, plan. And normally, it would, it would be higher. Uh, and, and here, for fun, is uh, a, a, a list of every single thing currently going on at Activision right now. Ooh, fine. Um, oh. uh, one federal harassment suit. It has been settled, though it is facing appeals. Uh, one discrimination suit from the state of California. One in-development class action lawsuit. Four shareholder lawsuits would have been consolidated down to two. Eight lawsuits over the Microsoft merger. Four of them have been voluntarily dismissed. Two 220, uh, 220 complaints, which is the type of lawsuit that is going on right now, mm -hmm. uh, plus an SEC investigation and insider trading inquiries from the SEC and the Department of Justice. Uh, I, I, at what point, at what point does Microsoft back out? Not even, not only just because of PR, but it's like, if you crash, we can give you, we can renegotiate to be at even lower. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's true. When they're literally on that splatter on the floor. Like, dude, hey, <laughs> hey, you've, you missed the ball a few times in the past on tech companies. You remember Yahoo? This could be Yahoo. Just tell them no. And then 10 years from now, pick them up for a fifth of the price. It wouldn't even be 10 years. It'd be like three. Yeah, this is. Just come back. Just come back in 2025 and be like, hey, nice company. 20 billion. <laughs> Uh, uh, by the way, I, I feel like I, I feel like I talked about this um, when this was first announced, but I, I, I researched it again just to make sure I was right. Mm -hmm. uh, Activision's profits per year is two to two point five billion dollars a year. Mm -hmm. That means if Microsoft actually successfully buys them for this amount, uh, it, assuming they don't um, somehow massively increase their profitability, which they probably will a little bit by uh, massively cutting people who work for that company. Mm. Uh 30 years to recoup yeah yeah we t we talked about that and that's assuming the same level of like ludicrous profits for 30 years like, like, like obviously they're gonna fire everybody in marketing and legal and basically every single thing that microsoft has a division for already mm -hmm. but that isn't gonna make that big a difference right like the, the vast majority of it has to be like resources and land and warding off lawsuits <laughs> why would you need wait a second <laughs> what wait, wait wait what uh this is this is fantastic um i'm gonna just point out the mild divide between how we talk about the microsoft activision acquisition on this episode and how i've seen every gaming media outlet talk about it where they're just like it's gonna happen <laughs> i mean i mean i i i i, I I hesitate to bet against it because it, because we live in a horrible world. We the do. giant corporations usually get what you want. Uh-huh. But this is like there's there's for once it seems like there's so many elements going against it. It's like they're being investigated by the actual fucking trade commission 
they're being investigated for ins- for like actual crimes related to this merger. Yeah, right. And plus, it's like it's like a PR nightmare. Yeah, when there's a new lawsuit about this every other week, every week. Like I assume Microsoft, may- I assume Microsoft must have at some point thought it'll die down eventually. Yeah, of course. That would that's what you would expect. <laughs> Because you don't want to then, you don't want to, like, Phil Spencer doesn't want to give an interview in the back half of this year and be like, uh, so, have you gotten rid of all the rapists yet? God. I wish like, that, he anyone, that anyone would actually, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course right. nobody would actually be brave enough to ask that. They're right. like, but your yeah. PR le- uh, your PR statement said you did, and he's like, let me look at that. And he takes a red pen to it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Rape is gone? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Comma, more! <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, the, the Activision shit is such a nightmare. This is like an eight-month fire. Yeah. I feel like it started in January, like... It, not only did not only does I feel like we've been in, on fire longer than eight months. I think on the very first episode of Big Think Dimension, episode number one, we go soldiers. Uh, soldier, what is what is his number? Seventy six. Uh, yeah, soldier seventy six is now gay. Uh, parentheses. A uh, blizzard is now in trouble for sexual predation. Yeah, that was, I think yeah. that was the very first episode. Oh yeah, that's the yeah that is the oh first episode. Our first bullet is. Soldier 76 is gay now, I guess. I, I would like to point out, as I was looking at our news document earlier, thinking about what we do, I have to feel deep frustration and envy at our forebearers. They cover the gaming news. They get to talk about all sorts of exciting new IPs and all this other shit. And uh, the dark side of the industry is once every several years you get, what is it, EA Wives? Something that tier where it's like, our husbands work yeah. too much? And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Nowadays, it's like, everyone's dying and on fire. Enjoy your seventh game in an IP. What are you talking about, Dan? I got to bring in off the grid this week. That's true. I (laughs) guess I should go fuck myself, get a copy of Chappie, and shove it right up my ass. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) That's the news for this episode of Big Think Dimension. (laughs) Uh... Bob and I, uh, right before this goes up, we're going to do a stream on Friday, and then the day this goes up, we're going to be doing Pokemon Days. This is going to be great. I love Pokemon Days so much. It's the best <laughs> funnest show I've ever done. It is also that's a nightmare. Cool. <laughs> that's that's cool. You should probably catch 85 Zangoose. Ooh. Do you think you, that? You, do uh, you think that's viable? <laughs> that's you, viable. You, 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 sh- you should catch a shiny Ralts. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, no. I got, yeah, I gotta go too. Catch a shiny Rawls. <laughs> Ooh! Uh, KZ, what are you up to? I don't know. Maybe this week I'll play Kirby. I don't know. I have to keep sitting. This needs to stop happening. <laughs> like dust in the wind. Yeah. Uh, feel? Goodbye. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> Sound of a shuttle taking off. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. If you would like to support us, head on over to www.patreon.com slash gbpodcasts where you can get extra podcasts and early access to our anime podcast, Chugging Bleach and Mondo Cool. Head on over there and become a $5 backer or podlord today.